All right. It is Friday. It's the 2nd of December. It's episode 624. And no, Michelle doesn't have a frog in her throat. <laughs> She's out of town and enjoying her holiday. And I've got a good friend who's sitting in as my guest celebrity co-host. Would you like to say hello the Jimmy? Hello, guys. How you doing? Happy to be here. So, Jimmy, you're one of our uh, longtime listeners. You know how this works. Um, I'm going to just put you on the hot seat immediately and have you read the gift of the day. Well, thanks. Um, long time, first time. Um, so the gift of the day is hurt. Hurt. Nothing says Christmas like a dark sonic suicide note written by <laughs> Nine Inch Nails' frontman Trent Reznor. <laughs> so the uh, the holidays can be pretty rough on them, people. Uh, the silly season and all. Are you doing okay? Yeah. And like I told you in advance I was going to be doing this. I <laughs> wanted to make sure that, that everybody knew that this wasn't something that I was like, I was feeling this way. In fact, truth be told, uh, this was a request. So, okay. Uh, in fact, the, the person that requested it requested the Johnny Cash version. And when I saw that one, I was like, Ooh, that's painful. So, you know, it, it's hard to have the, the conversation about the song without bringing up that version. It's just so powerful. Um, it's heartbreaking. It is. It's something else. I don't pretend to know what sparked Trent Reznor to, to write that song. But uh, I know enough about Johnny Cash's life sure. that it was almost like he was writing it for Johnny Cash. And there was an interview with Trent. He, he admitted, he said, it's really no longer my song anymore. It's Johnny's. I appreciate that. It's um, yeah. It, it's like a life's work, uh, that video for him. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just so well put together. And, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, interestingly enough, Johnny had, bonded with that song and he was the one that requested to cover it. Oh, wow. I thought it was the other way around. I thought Trent reached out to Johnny, but it was Johnny who said, I'm, you know what? I'm going to make an album, the shit that I want to do. It's the end of my career, end of my life. I'm just yeah. going to do what I want to do. That's amazing. So the fact that you felt like perhaps there was something wrong with me, I'll take as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know there's always something wrong with you. Of course. No. And I, I, I pride myself in that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm more than fine. I'm, I'm, Chilling in Croatia, looking forward to spending some time in Switzerland and then off to Sweden. Yeah, you're about to see some real winter, right? Some real winter. And you've got your friend Linus out there, is that correct? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Linus, a uh, good friend of mine who's the bass player in our band, uh, is Swedish from Sweden, and he's coming home, and I'll hook up with him there. Um, nice. And then from that point, it's off to Finland and Denmark. I'm going to do some crazy stuff in Finland. We're going to ride the reindeer around um, to a location where we can shoot reindeer. So, That's so cool. It's kind of, kind of a weird thing to do. <laughs> That's amazing, man. And you'll see yeah. the, uh, the aurora and everything too? Uh, 100%. In fact, um, renting glass igloos so wow. that you can sleep with the aurora right over your face and get just soak it up. It's going to be amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So going back to um, your version of Hurt, um, mm. you're definitely super channeled in there. You felt, um, you could feel the the genuinity, I believe, in your emotion. Um, how did that come about? You know, I just, I, I locked in. And when I got that that feeling, I, I, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to press record. I had two mics set up and I just decided, all right, I'm going to do this. Without practicing it, the the chords were very straightforward. I'd heard the Trent Reznor song a million times as a 
youngster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe I just said youngster. I'd never say that. <laughs> uh, but in, in college, that was my college uh, album. The uh, uh, Downward Spiral was one of my favorite sure. albums. And and when I recorded it, uh, you don't really hear it because it's distracting on the video, which, by the way, is in the description today. Uh, but I, I, my voice quivered. It was a legitimate quiver. How did you do that? That was just that was just raw. It was just absolutely raw. And thank God the first take went because otherwise it wouldn't have been genuine. So, you know, I got all into that mood. And mm. when I was actually singing the song, I felt like this was a, a goodbye of sorts. Uh, whether it was because I'll tell you, here's the thing about the song. Half the population believes that it was like a sonic suicide note. Mm-hmm. And the other half, which I'm on the other half, they hear uh, that last line. And that, that last line and that single chord change, there's one chord. It's the A chord at the end, which is an ascension-style chord. You hear the the deep, dark chords, the sad chords. And then there's only one stroke of the A chord, and it's at the very end, mm-hmm. which would lead someone to believe that they're pulling up. And I feel like it was a ode to his pain and he's putting it behind him and he's got his future to look forward to. And that last word, it really made me choke up. It always does. And that that whole idea of of escaping intense pain is is one that I, I completely relate to and I you know I, I saw over and over and over again in my career. I think that's fantastic. It, it's such a better way of looking at the song as just the the bleak emo '90s uh, experience that we had with that song in the beginning. You know, um, I like the idea of him putting it behind. Him. Right now, this the the one you shot. This was all done in one take. Absolutely, one take with with uh, with lousy mics. Yeah, right. No no software. I have no no mix down software. Um, oh, here here's an interesting thing. So the the mics that I used are 15 years old. Mm. They were purchased uh, on the cheap uh, when my girls and I were were playing in Irish pubs. And they've been stepped on, manhandled. <laughs> Has manhandled been canceled yet? Is that a word we, we can't use anymore? Am I dead naming something? Or... I think it's fine. No, I'm just rambling. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to cut you off real quick here. Um, I did a little bit of research about other music videos that were shot in one take. Huh. So you are officially in the company of artists like Lisa Loeb with her Stay video. Um, no kidding. Wanna Be by the Spice Girls. Um, Allison Road by Gin Blossoms. Um, <laughs> no way. Yeah, Bob Dylan's Subterranean Homesick Blues, the one with the, the cue cards, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, and Weezer's Sweater Song. So I thought you'd appreciate those uh, those mentions. For sure. I feel really good about that. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Yeah, it was just a delight to do. I felt because I was doing it for someone else because it was their request. Uh, I, it it was easier for me when I'm doing something for myself. It's it's a totally different ball game. It gets out of hand. I overthink it. Um, here here's some here's a little something that you probably didn't know about the song and the recording. Because I don't have any mix down software, the left channel is my guitar. The right channel is my voice. Hmm. And even though you'll hear some of the voice in the left channel and some of the guitar on the right. It's because the mics were so close together. There's actually a shot in the video of me recording it and you can see how close the mics are. But if you listen to it with earbuds instead of on a television, Mm -hmm. 
you'll get a left and a right perspective. It's oh, that's wild. Like true stereo. Huh. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very different thing that I thought. You know, maybe I'll do that in the future on purpose. It's just I had this equipment or lack thereof, and that's how it came out. That's so cool, man. Um, are you going to be able to put the uh, the links up to the video in the description? Yeah, it's in the description. You guys will cool. be able to click on it and see the video and listen to the song. It's, I think it's it's good. I really like it, and the the sound is really good. I love that that new guitar. Mm-hmm. Given all of the uh, the circumstances here, it came out absolutely fantastic. Really, I appreciate that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it was um, it was just <laughs> a bar stool uh, <laughs> uh, holding up one of the mics. Uh, the other mic was being suspended on a table, which I used a bottle of scotch, which which is funny because uh, it was it was a prop. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was actually functional, right? I zoomed in on the bottle of scotch on on the video, and I'm like, "This is perfect." I didn't intend to have it be there, but it was the only heavy thing in the in the and within reach, and that's what was holding the mic down. Sure. It wasn't that I was drinking the scotch; it was that it was holding the mic, so it stood still. Yeah, it's crazy. So, and and it, it's interesting because it's paying some of an homage to Elliot Smith, sure. uh, who I'm sure you're aware of, and. There's one line in his his song, uh, I'll fake it through the day uh, with a bottle of Johnny Walker red. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Miss that guy. Yeah, definitely. He was he was something else. And dark as well. You know, very dark music. Certainly. Sad ending yeah. for sure. So, you know, only a only a a musician would be nerding out on all of this production of this this song and and I, I appreciate, you know, because you're you're an audiophile for sure. I think you know just as much, if not more, uh, about music, and especially the recorded music. And <laughs> you know, this thing, this thing was raw as fuck, and it was what we call WYSIWYG. You got to explain that to me. What is WYSIWYG? WYSIWYG is an acronym. It stands for "What You See Is What You Get." There's no falsehood in this. And then this this term came from when I back when I was a graphic designer, there was a software that I used to make sure that what was on my screen would match what was actually being printed for my clients. Mm-hmm. And so I've used that analogy for life now, especially in the music and in my speeches. I've lost all respect for frauds out there and anyone who uses technology to enhance their their talents or so to speak talents uh, beyond you know who they are. You mean like auto tune? Like auto tune. Especially fucking auto tune. Yeah, that's frustrating. And and in today's music, it's just it's it's more apparent. I don't think anyone should be rewarded for cheating the system. I don't think anybody should have a Grammy that that used auto tune because they don't have any raw talent. It's a business now, right? It, yeah, it, I, it, exactly. We're both exactly. old enough to remember a time where you didn't have to be physically attractive to be a musician. You know what I mean? Christopher Cross, a great example. MTV <laughs> killed that guy. I was thinking Neil Young, but that's fine too, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Christopher Cross's voice is so beautiful, yeah. not so great to look at. Right. He got canceled as soon as MTV came out. I'm like, this is terrible. It's such a shame. No, and yeah. then you had the bullshit with uh, the young people are going to have to look this up. Millie Vanilli, remember that? Sure, absolutely. Those two guys. We're it were in the videos lip syncing to let's just say a aesthetically unappealing person who is actually the voice of the the group. Right. And then they literally they legit it's one thing to do it in a video, but then they went on tour. Yeah. 
Right. And they were they would dance around and pretend to sing, and they were do, none of it was theirs. None yeah, of it. And then, and then they accepted a fucking Grammy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's frustrating for sure. And you could say the same thing about people that don't write their own music too. Um, yeah. What are you going to do? Well, and if, unfortunately, that stuff is still happening today. Like with the K-pop idiots. <laughs> right. Those guys. Those guys have been outed several times for lip syncing in concerts. Sure. I could easily just stay home and turn on the stereo and get the same music. Why go to a concert and watch somebody press play and then dance around and act like they're actually singing when they're not? That's beyond me, man. So I just I just got very uh, flabbergasted. <laughs> well, that's understandable. I'll bring it down a notch or two. And I want to I want to thank my friend in Finland who actually suggested to do the cover. Uh, she sent me the the Johnny Cash version, and I was like, "All right, there it is." That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, flashing forward, um, when when I finished the song, I did need to decompress a little bit because I, I did go a little bit too deep and I did kind of uh, absorb some of that Reznor, Cash, uh, angst, uh, sadness, frustration. And I, I took a jog up uh, Mount Surge uh, to take to just shake all that shit off. And it's, you know, it's like when I do my coaching for my coaching clients, you've got to decompress. You've got to kind of take that that shower because if you if you don't you'll join them down that rabbit hole and it's kind of hard to get yourself out well you got to level out absolutely yeah you know that's a that's a great analogy i'm picturing the control panel in my plane <laughs> where the light starts flashing and, and you hear the beeping right. that, that that sound you, and that sight you don't want to see when it's saying pull up pull up terrain ahead you're like oh shit right <laughs> um do you feel like you were able to to bounce back rather quickly yeah, I, you know, it it was not not at, as easy to do as I thought. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, at any rate. Uh, oh, look at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. There, there's there is some there is some more more to this that I'm not going to discuss today. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not ever, but <laughs> it it was all purposeful and very deeply personal. Uh, and, and you, you probably didn't know this when, when you were watching it. Maybe you could have assumed it. Uh, there was a cameo of the, the, the couple that was standing there were my parents. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. So when you when you hear the lyric, uh, everyone goes away in the end, that, that was where my folks came in. So uh, there's a lot of personal stuff in there. Sure. Um, a lot of those single shots are, are – there's meaning behind every single shot. So it's uh, – it's very personal. I made it very personal, and yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll hear more about that imagery someday. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yep. So what I'm hearing in the background is the homework bell. The Jimmy is responsible <laughs> for homework. Let's see how he does. Everybody can make comments about his homework. Oh, good grief! I didn't know that. <laughs> um, golly, thanks for putting me on the spot. Um. So given the um, the time of the year, the holidays and everything, and the fact that it can be hard for a lot of people uh, keeping hurt in mind, um, this is also a very giving season. Um, and I think that's where we should really focus. Um, do what you can for other people. Donate if you can. Um, make cookies yeah. for your family. Anything you can do. Your coworkers. It's really about not diving deep into that hurt, perhaps recognizing it, but again, putting it behind you and looking towards the love of the season. Awesome idea. 
I, that's that's great homework, very cerebral and a call to action, which is exactly what we want to do around here is get people motivated to go out and create a quality of life for other people. So there it is. Awesome. Awesome. So do you want to say the signature words today, Jimmy? Go out and fly that kite. <laughs> Yaku key, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>